Hey, hello, and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 103. My name is Mark Champlin, and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. Alex, uh, how are we doing on today's episode of the Cavalcade of Horrors? Fuck, man. Fuck. Oh, God. This movie called me a slur while wearing a rainbow t-shirt with born this way written on it. How is it going, girls and gays? I have not been mad at a movie like this in a while. Oh, fuck. This is a weapon to surpass Angry Birds. Oh, God, I'm, like, shaking already (laughs) with anger. Holy fuck. God, like, the worst thing, the worst part about it is, is that, like, as a film, it almost wasn't even as bad as I thought it was going to be. But as the cultural product that it is and what it says about the society that we live in, it is one of the most upsetting things I've ever seen in my life. Um, I, what did we watch for the podcast this week, Mark? So this week we watched the Emoji Movie. You may remember it as the 2017 American CGI family comedy film uh produced by columbia pictures and uh and sony pictures animated also known as the devil um it's fuck man uh it's one of those it's an angry birds like it's got it's got the star-studded voice cast of snl alums and random featuring this highly paid british nobility actor it's one <laughs> we of gave those three lines and made play literal feces you, you you you've you've seen this type of movie and if you yep. haven't then you don't host a podcast i i would say that if if you were a new listener maybe go back and listen to the first uh angry birds movie episode and the episode on angry birds movie 2 uh, because this is essentially Angry Birds 3 is what we're dealing with here. And, and you know, when they made Angry Birds 2, they kind of turned down the bullshit a little bit. That was like a slightly less painful film. Um, mm, the Emoji Movie is maybe a slightly better film than Angry Birds 1, but equally, if not more offensive to my sensibilities. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, I would say, like, it works better as a children's film that I think kids would enjoy more so than the Angry Birds movie. So it accomplishes what it's searching to do better. But the the decisions that they make <laughs> result in a baffling and d- deeply offensive product. It's disgusting. Um, So let's just let's just get into it. I swear. OK, like the first the first five seconds of this movie and there was like a shot of a night sky and like a high violin note starts playing and you're just like oh my god this movie's gonna try to make me give a shit isn't it okay so gene who is played by robbie from gravity falls who is completely wasted here gene is an emoji uh and he lives in textopolis and he and the other emojis job is to be the emojis on some high school kids phone and already at this point you're you're this is where the i guess feeling comes in and that kind of never stops it's the feeling of constantly being like well i guess if i came into work one day and my boss said hey we're working on the emoji movie now i guess that's what i would come up with too because what the fuck is there 
So, so everybody in this world who is a who is a face emoji has to exhibit their emotion and only their emotion by force of law and death. Uh, so the crying <laughs> emoji has to always be crying. Literally, literally that's not. I'm not ma- the laughing emoji always has to be laughing under, under threat of execution. Yeah, uh, and 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 our hero Gene is supposed to be the meh emoji uh, because both of his parents are meh emojis, and therefore it is his God-given duty since birth to be the meh emoji. <laughs> uh, but he can't help it. He does lots of faces. He's expressive. Oh fuck, he's different. Um, and now the emoji government has sentenced him to death and he is on the run. This is what, yeah, that is, yes, this is what the movie is about. I'm going to continue now. At this point, my understanding of the mechanics of the plot get a little bit hazy, but basically Gene and his friend, the high five emoji, um, which, uh, who, a character that I hated looking at. Played painfully by James Corden. Yeah, um, just, just uncomfortable skin texture on this thing, and the face <laughs> is in the middle of the, po- it's just awful. It's awful to look at this monster. Um, and, and they have to, they have to meet up with a hacker whose name is Jailbreak, who's, whoa, is a girl, which is crazy, um, also, I couldn't believe there was a reference to jailbreaking your smartphone in this movie. Cause it's just a thing I haven't heard about since like 2009. I felt like I was back in eighth grade gym <laughs> and I was watching my friends play Pokemon on a, on an iPod Touch. Yeah. It was rad. Yeah. Um. And they have to they have to go to the cloud, the by going through Dropbox. Uh, yeah, the not just the cloud in an esoteric sense, the trademark Dropbox cloud. Yeah, and drop because Dropbox is so secure, so the government can't reach him there. That's li- that's a plot point, yeah. by the way. Um, and 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 they have to go to the cloud because Gene needs to go get conversion therapy so he can be normal. Um, yeah, and yeah. there's more to it, but I'm gonna just we'll kind of we'll kind of roll that out as we as we work through our feelings here. Um, because I think Mark and I are both absolutely paralyzed by rage at this fucking film. So, Mark, what were your general thoughts on the Emoji movie? <laughs> Alex, I was watching this movie, and a thought occurred to me oh, that I think, I, and this is just a theory, mm-hmm. um, so back me up on this if you, if, if you think I'm not crazy yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got? I think capitalism might be bad. <laughs> oh man, God, yeah. You, you texted me and you were like, this this film is an indictment of the 2010s. <laughs> like every I I felt I felt the 2010s rush back to me. And to be clear, we're in the endless decade right now. Like the the 2010s have not ended. The late stage capitalism is going to get more late stage capitalism y. And, you know, there's only so much worse it can get, but we'll, we'll fucking see. The, the emoji movie was a harbinger. You know, it was, yes. a, it was a, it was a, it was, it was a sign from God that things were about to get much worse. The, the, <laughs> the emoji movie is the pale, colorless demon soul fog that. <laughs> I'm playing Demon Souls right now. That has swept over the land. Every moment of this fucking movie is just a dredging of 
terrible pit bull pop songs <laughs> and just dance and candy crush and uh yeah it's like we like alex was alluding to guys girls and gays there there is a there's an underlying sinister like uh, attitude toward marginalized people in this movie but just i gotta get out of the way how like and like you knew right you there was you knew it was going to be one of these movies yeah but it, it, but it is it is aggressively a film about how brand is your friend yeah like <laughs> I, yeah it's just it was like ralph breaks the internet but like ralph breaks the internet feels like nothing compared to yes. like this is what i thought uh-huh. ralph breaks the internet was gonna be like and actually the emoji movie is that movie this felt like a film that was designed by committee to make me as angry as possible exactly um, yeah I, whereas ralph whereas ralph is a movie where like it ends up being a story about friendship this yeah. is and it's still bad <laughs> Like that, uh, Ralph so Breaks the Internet yeah. was a shit movie that made me mad about capitalism, but this is like the shit movie that makes me mad about capitalism. Um, yeah, that's that's that was. I mean, uh, yeah, that though that, that was the most like I uh, and that's the most broad, the coherent that, thought that you can put together before we get to the specifics. Yeah, on, honestly, b- besides the fact that they're that. I was thinking through incompetence they made a shitty queer allegory, but you have convinced me that it's more sinister yeah. than that. Um, let's fucking, let's I, talk about this. Yeah. Cause we've let's, been, let's we've, go been we've been going in circles a little bit. Let's get into it. Um, this is a film that co-ops the experiences and language of marginalized people to tell a story about how global mega corporations that use child labor to strip mine Africa are your best friend. Um, and it's really fucking disgusting. Um, so, like, let's just talk about the film's premise and how it is sort of an attempt to be a story about marginalization. Let me make the case for that, first of all. Um, the, right from the get-go, it's, hey, look, everybody, Gene is an outcast just like you. He's a fucking queer just like you. All of his friends and family call him a freak just like you. He's different in whatever way that you're different, you fucking weirdo Zoomer. I don't understand what the fuck you kids talk about. But whatever. He, his father calls him a malfunction. Uh, you know, he... There's a lot of language used that... Especially in, like, parts where Gene has to talk to his parents... Or, you know, parts where he is feeling conflicted about his sense of self. um, Where they are just using the language of queerness uh, and the experience of queerness to tell this story about fucking smartphones. Um, You know, there's a point where, like, you know, because his problem is that he's switching between a bunch of different faces. And he's supposed to only have one face. And he literally says, I'm an emoji, even though I'm not sure which one which uh, is maybe a feeling that some of you maybe might understand in a different context. Um, and there's a point where he tell, like he tells his parents, like, you're embarrassed of me. Like, that's your problem is that you're embarrassed of me and you should just admit that. Um, and it's like, I don't like this movie dredging up the feelings I had when I came out to my parents uh, to sell me Just Dance and Dropbox <laughs> subscriptions. Yeah. I don't. I think that's fucking sick yeah. and disgusting. 
Um, and it really just kind of only gets worse from there. Uh, they also just, like, co-opt a lot of black queer lingo in this movie. Um, uh, because I think that they think that that's just internet talk because they don't fucking know their history or anything. Um, yeah, they, they, they have a Twitter account, so they've already, they've already seen yeah, this. Yeah, sh- the, the word shade is in here. The word yeah. slay is in this movie. Uh, the phrase by Felicia is in this movie, which made me just about <laughs> fucking choke on my own spit. I was um, I was in the middle of like making a waffle when the by Felicia <laughs> part happens, and I like almost dropped on the ground. I was so upset. It's I mean th- that's another like when you talk about it being a, a product of 2010s capitalism. 2010s popular culture exists on the backs of black and queer people making exciting fun things and white people co-opting them and fucking ruining them yeah and that's what this movie is uh yeah. to to a disgusting degree um uh-huh. i and I, I i don't know i just find okay some there's something this is something we've talked about on this podcast before broadly i find fantasy racism and fantasy homophobia stuff really fucking patronizing and offensive because it absolutely you know it takes real world suffering and real world problems and make them about you know being sad because you're a dragon and it's like and it's always it's always with main characters that are like white cis coded yeah, exactly. and straight and, it, <laughs> and like and never written by queer people of color right no, um, this movie was written was the screenplay is by three men. <laughs> yeah, it needed three apparently. Yeah, they yeah, they really had to put their brains together for this one. <laughs> um, I, but yeah, and then it just gets fucking worse and worse. The point where like he gets sentenced to death by the by the emoji government, um, and the 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 evil director lady pulls out a noose to threaten him yeah. with there's like noose imagery in this scene i i, I was so I, I, would, I was so utterly disgusted by this it was just like it was it would just like it was so fucking tone deaf and it was so yeah. like do you guys know what you're fucking doing with with this imagery do you know what this means do you know what it means to have a government official threaten someone with hanging for being a marginalized person do you have any idea what you're fucking saying with that like it's terrifying it's 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 it is it is it is terrifying the degree to which there is just like a there is just like a reckless senselessness to the way that this film treats its own themes it cannibalizes itself it's you know what it is is there's this thing where cartoons will will portray like fascism or like totalitarianism in like an orwellian type of way where it's like it, it it takes on this like fantasy type of realm and it it it's completely tone deaf to the idea that like historically these things actually did work like this and like these things are still happening it like portrays this as like a like a fantasy like uh oh it's isn't it so crazy isn't she so isn't isn't that wouldn't it be fucked up to live in this world where from birth exactly you're expected to be a certain way and everybody else treats you like a freak for not being like that wouldn't that be so fucked up and awful I can't yeah, imagine what that would be like, the Emoji Movie. I can't fucking imagine what that would be like. 
Can you can you imagine a a, a beloved uh, corporate CEO be, being indistinguishable from the government and having the ability to send paramilitary death squads to kill people? I I could. <laughs> okay, let's talk. Let's talk about uh, the the other ways that the film completely undermines its own message. Okay, okay, let me put it like this. The film undermines its own message by being itself, right? Because it is a it is right. a it is a film about uh how it how it's really cool to be different in these very specific ways as long as you're not different in these very other ways, but being different is okay and cool. Um but also it's a film about how capitalism fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. And mega corporations are fucking awesome and those two things are directly at odds with each other but if we take the film even on its own fucking merits it undermines itself right this is a film right yeah that, that wants to tell you that that it's okay to be different and have feelings and also it's a film where one of the four jokes is this character is an sjw yeah pretty much you know what i mean um <laughs> like, yeah it's it's yeah it's weird because like yeah, it, it goes beyond just being like a standard Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer story where like we learned that your differences are what makes you strong because it like clowns on that concept constantly. Yeah, it's like, okay, like it is, it is, this is the type, and you know, this is one of the reasons that it is an Angry Birds like because Angry Birds was also like this. Um, <laughs> but this is one of those films where like there's a lot of jokes where the punchline is a character being offended by something. Like, like the, there will be a part where the the nose emoji says, um, "I'm right here, guys. Words hurt." After somebody makes a joke about nosebleeds, um, you know, there's there's like a part where where the hacker girl says, "You know, men are always taking credit from women," and that's like a punchline. Um, it's a film that wants to make jokes at the expense of people who care about feelings and their mental health, um, and also be about how caring about those things is good. <laughs> um, and it really comes to a head uh, with with the hacker girl, jail Jailbreak, who we can just kind of generally complain about here if you've got beef. Oh, uh, this is my favorite character. This is the, this is the, the she, she's got blue hair and everything they they knew they knew what they, they were doing they, they had to put in an emoji that you want to fuck right they did this in the pac-man show too the racist <laughs> pac-man show that we watch where it's like oh we have all of these weird blobby people well we got to give one colored hair and make her look alt so we so that people can draw porn of them of these things that have limbs attached to its head i, I miss the eugenics pac-man show <laughs> it, it, it's you know what's funny this character is in the lego movie yeah, but in the Lego movie, it's like a bit that she like has the colored hair and like is this mm -hmm. hacker girl. Like that's it's kind of like she like the joke is that she is that stereotype. And then in the Emoji movie, it's just played entirely straight. <laughs> yeah, it's completely self aware in the Lego movie. Like like I wouldn't like they basically like call her a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, hey, yeah, that's not me. Yeah, but in this movie, like like yes, that trope is played out. But like I found myself just like thinking like. If I had to, if I was like in like a film study like class and I had to define Manic Pixie Dream Girl as a trope, it would literally be <laughs> it this, is this character. Like, character. Yeah, and um, so at some point in the film, it's revealed that she's actually a princess emoji 
that escaped to go live in the cloud, which is a, a concept that is referenced a lot but never really elaborated on. It is Just unclear blatant. how one might go about living in the cloud, but it seems like something she would off care about. Um, and she's talk she's constantly talking about like how she wants to get out of Textopolis and live in the cloud because she wants freedom and she wants to be free to be herself and be the person that she is, right? Um It's all she talks about. And throughout the film, there are several jokes about her being offended by the stereotype that princesses can whistle and call birds to them, you know, like in fucking Snow White or whatever the fuck. Um, and, and, and like, there's a part where she, where like hand emoji and Jean are like making, making fun of her about the birds thing. And she says, that's a myth. Educate yourselves. And I literally just start fucking screaming at the top of my lungs. Like, it's like, it's like this, it's like this movie is like inserting just like surgical tools into my brain, just trying to pick at things and make me upset. I um, thought of you when that part happens. I, oh my God. I was so <laughs> mad. Um, and then it turns out that the stereotype is literally true. Which, I mean, I, I, I saw that coming a fucking mile away which which makes sense right because the entire premise of the entire world is that everybody is genetically predisposed to be the thing that they are unless there is literally a glitch in the system that makes them different yeah unless you're the protagonist then you can kind of do other stuff yeah so 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 stereotypes are all true (laughs) um and uh before we talk about uh the ending just want to uh briefly touch on the fact uh that there is just a part where there's just like a casually dropped slur in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it is delivered I, in a way that, that <laughs> you know that the people that wrote the line did not even know that this word was a slur. No. And I was going to say like, it's a very replaceable word, but like all slurs are, but you know what I mean? It, they didn't, they didn't have to fucking do that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going, I am not going to use this word on the air because it's it's, no. a, it's a disgusting word to say. But let's just put it like this: uh, at a certain point, uh, one of the dancing avatar characters from Just Dance uh, gets called a slur for Romani people by a, by a random internet troll side character, and this is just not addressed at all, and it's just moved on from. Um, and it's very obvious that whoever wrote that didn't fucking know that you shouldn't fucking say that, which is insane. Right? Because this movie came out in 2017. It is literally a film about smartphones, and nobody thought, hey, maybe we should fucking Google this and make sure it's not a slur before we put it in the kids' movie. These people have Twitter accounts. I mean, their entire movie was was ripped off... going down to the comments of popular posts and taking the top rated replies. So if you are, if you're on Twitter, if you're around human beings in current decade, you know what words are slurs. Oh my fucking God. It's crazy. It's so fucking crazy. I, I'm not going to remember the experience of watching this movie fondly. Oh God. Yeah, there's 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 other racism sprinkled throughout the rest of the film. You know, like when the like when the sushi emojis show up or the the dancing flamenco lady emoji shows up. 
and those and those characters exist to be racial stereotypes the implication being that these are characters that are genetically predisposed from birth to be racial stereotypes um the only thing that I think that that they could have made the movie worse would be if they put the cop emoji in it. No copy cop emoji in this. Did not appear. Does not have any lines. Um, and I'm grateful it's, for that. The emoji movie because we could have this episode could have been 50 minutes instead of 45. Oh man, yeah, that would have been a whole a whole bullet point. <laughs> it's and it would have been so fucking easy, right? Yeah, like, like it it would have just been like 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 a fat cop emoji who's like eating who's like trying to eat the donut emoji mm -hmm. there i just wrote i just wrote a scene yeah he's he's, try, he's trying to eat the donut emoji and, and, and we would sit like, here and we would have a five minute conversation and be like this this movie is you know making you desensitizing you to the idea of police and showing them as bumbling and and comedic to you know <laughs> disarm your children towards the idea of being constantly surveilled uh by armed agents of the state it's just one of these movies that I could have written it like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it would have now the story would have been exactly the same. It would have been like, what if it's an emoji who wants to be a different emoji? But, but, but like, but it wouldn't have been like deeply offensive. Yeah. I mean, it all comes to a head with the ending, right? Where like, fuck man. Yeah. It's like, like, it's so, it's, so fucking stupid. I'm gonna feel like an idiot explaining this because it's so stupid. Like, Gene comes back and they save the day or whatever somehow. I don't even fucking remember. Um, yeah. and, and he, and, and, and the, the phone that they're on is about to get wiped because throughout the film, the high school boy who has the phone, he's been having a bunch of awkward moments and getting embarrassed in class because Gene is fucking around with his phone and making it do dumb shit all the time. Um, and then, and then they have to, God, it's so stupid. <laughs> they, they have, they have like one last chance to try to prove to the high school kid that it's worth not wiping the phone with a factory reset so were they you have, audibly groaning at this uh yeah. at this climax so they have gene be sent as an emoji to his crush and since gene can show multiple faces he's like an animated emoji so he goes he has like three different emotions and uh that and apparently that's enough to uh convince her that uh that 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 he is a smart and sensitive guy and she asks him to the dance and that's how that's how the high school kids uh arc is wrapped up he learns that uh the the supercomputer that is spying on him via the patriot act and also just <laughs> various mega corporations that are constantly harvesting harvesting his data uh How? that is his friend uh and this... his buddy and that he should always trust it and keep it with him yeah. at all times this movie is is about how to stop worrying and love President George W. Bush. Yeah, the uh, and then Jailbreak uh, gives up on all of her dreams of going and living and being free. Uh, stops wearing her hair the way she was when she was Hacker Girl, uh, and moves back to Textopolis to hang out with Gene. And that's the end of the movie. And she like works at like the Emoji like TV studio now mm. for some reason that's not explained. And and then it ends with um with an emoji dance party to uh 
Feel This Moment by Flo Rida featuring Christina Aguilera, which is featured mm-hmm. in this movie th- and three separate scenes. There's so much pop music in this movie. We didn't even mention that because it seems like the most obvious thing in the world. Like at some point they go to Spotify and it's literally just like, well, we need to tack on another 10 minutes with more pop songs in this movie. A- so they're going to be in Spotify for a while. There's a part where he's getting set on fire and then it keeps playing Fireball by Pitbull. There's like three Pitbull songs. I... The Just uh, Dance part went on for like so long that you feel like they must have spent more money than everybody else. Like the Just Dance (laughs) sequence is like a solid like 10 minutes. Listen... um, the, they Ubisoft needs needs the exposure. They need the positive press. Yeah, they need the money so that they can continue abusing all of their employees. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I kind of exhausted myself on that. Is there anything else that you would like to say about the Emoji Movie, Mark? Mm, um, Pitbull deserves better. Does he? That one song with Kesha is a banger. Yeah, the, um, yeah. Yeah, look. what are we watching? <laughs> what are we watching next week? <laughs> next week, Mark. Um, we're giving ourselves a, a reprieve. Yeah, we were um, like, should we plunge further into the darkness or should we do something that we actually enjoy? <laughs> we we're on a good steady clip of like we've got like two good, one bad going right <laughs> yeah. now. I'm I'm feeling that. We've been putting off a lot of the good content. Um so this in in particular, this is kind of a this episode's been cooking for a while um yeah uh we have both separately slash at the same time unbeknownst to each other started re-watching well you were watching it for the first time mm-hmm. uh started watching Yu-Gi-Oh as in <laughs> yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh Duel Monsters the American dub the four kids dub that came out in the United States starting in uh 1998 to I believe um this thing's great I <laughs> We're we're both like close to the end of season one, and we're kind of just going to talk about season one. Um, I think. Uh, yeah. So I man. Um, I I was like a Magic the Gathering snob when I was a kid, so mm-hmm. I didn't play Yu Gi Oh and I did not watch the TV show because it was just not that was just you weren't allowed to do that because that's 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 a dumb baby game for babies. Yu Gi Oh was actually my gateway drug to Magic the Gathering, but this was the OG for me. Yeah. Um. And so I've been watching this, and it's one of the funniest fucking shows I've ever seen in my life. I adore yeah. this show. It's <laughs> really, really good. Um, Usually I refrain from, like, doing the voices, but fuck, man, I'm going to do the gonna voices. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I think the most interesting thing about, about this episode is going to be the fact that uh, this, is, uh, this, is, this is the point where we are, are uh, breaking the rules of the podcast um, for the first time. And it's like... You know, Yu-Gi-Oh! is not that far off from what we normally would cover on this podcast, but it is not based on a video game. It is not adapted from or inspired by video games, really. Uh, and so now we have we are going to be setting a precedent, uh, you know, and, and, and at this point we're watching Yu-Gi-Oh! and it feels so innocent, you know? But then episode yeah. 256, when we're watching fucking Space Jam, we're going to look back and be like, what the fuck happened, man? What happened to our beautiful video game-based podcast? We let it crumble before our very eyes. Welcome to episode 370, where we both watched the first 100 episodes of One Piece. <laughs> 
no, please, God. I'm also in the middle of watching One Piece Not for the first time. No, nobody talked to me on Twitter about One Piece. I promise I'm watching it slower than you think I am. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whatever the thing you're about to talk about is. <laughs> oh, God. Um, where can people find the podcast on the internet, Mark? <laughs> Uh, great question. You can follow us on Twitter at Cartridge Cinema. That's at Cartridge Cinema. You should join the Discord. Uh, it's linked on the Twitter in the pinned post. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud or any of your favorite podcasting apps. You should rate us, uh, particularly on iTunes. It helps us uh, get seen by more people so more people can can uh, get a very, very critical interpretation of the Emoji Movie that they just won't find anywhere else. Um, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. For me, it was Tuesday. Fuck cops. Don't join the military. Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Kamala Harris. Um, Post-show wise, I don't, I don't know, man. Okay, here's what I'll say. All of the shit that I said was going to happen, all of the things that I've been worried about are happening right now. Uh, you know, uh, fascist militias are gathering in the streets and attacking people. Um, and I guess all I have to say about it is please take care of yourselves. Please watch your fucking back. Please protect yourself and support your comrades who are on the front lines. I think that's like, you know, not, not all of us can be on the front lines. Um, but find ways to support the people that are find ways to, uh, donate to them, find ways to spread the word about what the work that is being done uh, to literally fight fascists in the street right now because that's yes. where it's at. You know, we talk about, you know, Antifa. That is the most Antifa it fucking gets. It's literally going out and street fighting fascists, and people are doing that every day right now. Um, and so support those people. Yeah, um, take a break uh, from Twitter. We all... Um now you you can do what you want if you're if you're still guffawing at like at like donald trump's like bumbling like attempt at a coup that's fine i guess but uh i i had my fun i'm kind of over it it's not it i don't know it's not it's not bumbling when fucking mike pompeo says there will be a smooth transition to a second trump administration that's what i'm saying is like as like you can keep laughing but like this is this but is like oh, okay. It makes me angry <laughs> to see liber- like white liberals, uh, you know, like laughing at this, you know, at this idea of Trump attempting a coup and how it's and haha, get out of here, loser! You lost. Shut up, moron! Like you people are not the people that are going out and fighting fascists in the street and being afraid to leave your houses because of the way yeah. that you look and how you might and be targeted. And even so if, even, I, I'm yeah. offended by that. Even, even if in the end uh, this, this attempted coup does like, like fail miserably and we have a, have a somewhat smooth transfer to neoliberalism again, um, even if that happens, like the, the Republican Party is not going to stop doing this. This is our this is this is them forever now. So this yeah. is just so get used to this. And fascism yeah. has not been defeated. Yeah. Joe Biden is right. just a different flavor of fascist. Um, but also the 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 neo fascists uh, are still here and still loyal to their demagogues. So don't yeah. fucking you know don't be a fucking smug asshole about it. When people are gonna get fucking hurt because of this shit. Yeah, don't let your fucking guard down yet, or ever. Not yeah, or ever. You know. Yeah. 
don't let your fucking guard down. Um, yeah, stay safe. Uh, Support your comrades. L- love each other. There's more of us than there are of them. Um, yeah, love each other. I'll say it again. Love and solidarity. Peace. Yeah, peace.